Welcome to Hot Cuss History, your favorite weekly-ish history podcast where we talk about all the sexy and salacious stories you never learned about in high school. I'm Belle. And I'm Ellen. And Ellen, what's the hot goss? So today we are talking about Johnny Cash and June Carter, a country music love story for the ages. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Okay, side note, this is literally on my list of topics. So like, I wasn't going to do it for this week, but I'm really glad that you did it. So Oh, no, I didn't mean to say No, 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 it's good. Oh, no, no, no. My list is like 30 topics long. So you're fine. This one I got really excited for. Um, You know, I when I I would love to do like a love story, a couple. And so I start like researching like... (laughs) couples in history influential love stories like, <laughs> like that and so they came up um one love country music two I love the movie walk the line because Reese Witherspoon is in it who I adore I've never seen it it's cute it's good but honestly yeah. I watch it for Reese Witherspoon who plays June Carter who yep. also is very cool in real life yeah um yeah so- I love Joaquin Phoenix He's fine. Uh, See, he's one of those, like, he's not like my Teddy Roosevelt, who, like, I know is weird, but I still want a bone. However, like, he's got something. I can see it. I don't know. So the one thing that I don't have in this episode, like I was, I was going to try to go back while I was researching Mm -hmm. and, and find how we could link to our other episodes. Um, (laughs) And I didn't have one yet. So we now have Teddy Roosevelt. That's at least a common theme. Maybe something mm-hmm. we can look out for throughout the rest of the episode. <laughs> I'm like, our know. usual suspects are not in it. <laughs> did what? Well, did our last week's episode, did that link to our previous episodes? Was there something in there that linked? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I well, uh, just beyond the fact that you have New Orleans ties with the zoo. Right. But I don't know. There wasn't a Marlon Brando reference, which really is our... That is him. Uh, him yeah. and Gary Cooper are really our go-to. <laughs> yeah, G Coops. Yeah. <laughs> so for any of our listeners who don't know, like quick, quick little, you know, abstract at the top, and then we'll get into the details afterwards. Um, Johnny Cash and June Carter are both uh pretty famous country singers. They have like a lot of accolades between them, a couple Grammys, some of them together, some of them not. They have some they had a tv show together they have a couple like lifetime achievement awards so they're like pretty country royalty is how a couple of my references refer to them like multiple times i like that yeah so um yeah so we'll get started so first we're going to start with june carter and she was actually born valerie june carter which i think is such a cute little name i like it and she was born in Mesa Spring, Virginia, June 23rd, 1929. She was born to parents Ezra and Maybell, which are the cutest names I've ever heard in my life. Wait, so, so like Ezra Bell or like Ezra? Or, no, oh, Maybell? Maybell is, or I'm sorry, uh, Ezra is the father and Maybell is her mother. That's like Southern perfection. Yeah, uh, absolutely adorable. Valerie June. Right. I, I can I just say, I love uh multi-syllabic first name and then like one syllable middle name for girls especially hmm. like yeah like Valerie June um I don't even know 
Uh, I feel like I've heard Monica, Monica Jane. Yes. I feel like those are now like, they feel a little like grandma-y, but I love them. I like a unique, but like classic, if it makes any sense. Like, right. You're not doing like a weird, like, I don't want to offend anyone, but like, you know, things spelled with GHs where maybe they don't need to have a GH. (laughs) Hot take. Well, first of all, GH, like Lee, if you're Irish, sure, you go for it, right? I would rather somebody name their kid Apple because actually that's actually pretty historically on par considering they used to name their kids shit like dust and temperance, (laughs) right? I shit you fucking not. But like, if you name your daughter like Blakely and you spell it like B-L-A-Y-K-E-L-E-I-G-H, no, no. Name your fucking kid, like either just own it and be like, I'm naming them a weird name or name something normal don't right. fucking don't be like get creative with the spelling don't do that no that's because that just makes everyone's life harder the child always has to correct someone on the way that mm-hmm. their name is pronounced y- you know like either give them a weird name or a normal name no weird spellings no right. it's not creative if you're like i want a normal name with a weird spelling no you're just being a dick right you didn't have the balls to go for a cool name like commit or don't like I love the name I love obviously I love my name no but I think Mm -hmm. Ellen I've always loved because there aren't that many Ellen's my Mm -hmm. age at least but like everyone knows how to say it and spell it and like Mm -hmm. that's never like an issue but it's not like oh I had to go by like Ellen M in class because there was like a hundred Ellen's anyway so love Maybelle love Valerie mm-hmm. June. June is born into a very like musical family anyway. Her mom is a successful country and folk singer on her own. Um, and she plays in a folk group that's called the, the Carter family. And it's okay. with June's uncle and his wife. So like her aunt and uncle. Yeah. Um, and by the time June is like 10 ish, she starts to like sing some backup vocals in the band. I was like, so, like I feel like I've ever heard music actually from that band. You like probably they were like they were pretty good. And like while I'm researching for this, I was like listening to Johnny Cash and like we'll get into June has a couple of sisters who also mm-hmm. were musicians. So like I'm listening to mm-hmm. all of their music and I'm like, oh, I love this. I'm missing nice. vibe. Yeah. Um so after the like Maybell is in that band June like that's where she gets her first like artistic start then they go on to form a band called Mother Maybell and the Carter Sisters and this included June. That's fucking badass. Yeah isn't that so cute and her sister's names are Helen and Anita and they form that band in 1940. Yeah adorable so cute like a little traveling family Um, and this band actually is part of the Grand Ole Opry which has like some fun implications as we get further in the story. That's how like she and Johnny end up crossing paths. So June is like making music with the family. She's apparently like really funny and like charming. She's not like the best singer in the group, but she's like the best performer. And I saw things where like, she was like, had really good comedic timing, like, especially with things like with like a cowbell, she'd like hit it at the right times. I don't know. And the crowd Need like, more oh, cowbell. Exactly. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Oh, June. Love it. Get it. So yeah, she's creating music. And then she ends up meeting her first husband named Carl Smith. 
and he is a honky tonk singer is how he's described um and mm-hmm. he actually was like pretty successful he had 69 top 40 country hits um in his career so he was like pretty good I listened to some of his music too yeah and it is very like old timey country but it was fun yeah. I liked it I was like this is great but they so Carl and June end up meeting at the Grand Old Opry and they get married mm-hmm. in 1952 and they have a da- daughter that's named Carlene and she actually okay. becomes a country singer which is like a common theme throughout this that like June yeah. Carter's genes are strong like all of her children <laughs> like go on to be like yeah. June is like very talented I guess just want to like make sure I'm hitting mm-hmm. that she played yeah. guitar banjo harmonica and auto harp I do not know what an auto harp is but I was like great love it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's like that's where we'll leave June for the moment um mm-hmm. yeah. but she's pretty cool next we'll get into Johnny Cash so he is born actually John R. Cash and like okay. John R are not like initials. That's like those are his that is like his name. It's like John dot R dot. And apparently okay. that was like a compromise between his parents because they could not decide on a name. They they were like, fine, we'll just go with John R. <laughs> and like yeah. I thought that was so silly. Like, okay, mom and dad, no, yeah. like, fine. Yeah. That's what works for you. That's what works. Um, My mom doesn't have one. Like any middle, middle name. name. Well, like, no, fine. But this is like well, not even a first name. This is well, just a, just the letter. Wait, 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 wait. He doesn't. Ha- wait, Johnny Cash doesn't have a first. Wait, it's just his first name. That's J. His, his name is J-R. Like J. Dot R. Dot. His name is J.R. Wait, it's J.R. Cash? Yes, it's or- not like Junior. It's like J.R. Cash. Wait, J.R. Oh, I right. thought you were saying that it was like John R. I was like, that's not no. that weird. That's why I was saying the J-, J. Because his parents couldn't decide on a name. They couldn't. I don't like that at all. Right? I hate that for him. <laughs> that's like, that's like very like vanilla version of Eon Flux or the fuck you know Elon Musk's kid's name is <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, oh my god <laughs> so he's born in Cleveland County Arkansas on February 26th okay. 1932 so he ends up he's at he's like three years younger than June Carter mm-hmm. for funsies um okay. so yeah so his name is J.R. Cash and then he like we slowly evolve it into Johnny Cash um, he becomes John after an Air Force recruiter would not accept only initials. So like right out of high school, he goes to join the Air Force, basically. Yeah. And the recruiter's like, no, you, you have to have a name. Yeah. <laughs> not so he just goes with John. So he just picks John, I guess. Wait, so do, growing up, did they call him Jay or did people call him J.R.? Um, I don't know if he went to it, which one he went by. If he went by J or JR. I feel like JR makes more sense to me, but clearly fucking J dot R dot doesn't make sense right. to me either. So right. the fuck would I know? And so, right. So like to, to get into the Air Force, basically, he, yeah. name, he starts going by John. And then we eventually get like that transition into Johnny. Um, there's a Sun Records founder named Sam Phillips. 
And he is the one that started calling him Johnny and then like Johnny Cash, like stuff mm-hmm. as his, you know, branding. So okay. he gets from literally a letter J to Johnny. Nice. When he was growing up, he had like definitely some tragedy in his life. So his brother Jack died um, when Johnny Cash was about 12 and he died in a like a saw accident, like an industrial machinery accident. I know. I know. It sounded absolutely horrible. Um, And then like apparently it, as you could imagine, as a 12 year old, like, yeah, really messed with Johnny Cash. And apparently he helped like dig the grave for his brother, like on the day of the funeral. And then like was covered in dirt for like the rest of the, the, the funeral ceremony because he like dug the grave like right then. And then just stood there like, Oh, how it, old it was he? he? Well, he was 12 when his brother died. Oh, it was baby. like that. Oh, it was so sad. Yeah. Like, those types of things help to like color a little bit of like what happens potentially Mm -hmm. in the future obviously I don't really know what Mm -hmm. how trauma impacts people but um okay so we talked about after he gets out of high school he takes like a couple odd jobs and then ultimately Orange joins the air force and he is getting shipped out to Germany but like right before he goes basically he like meets and falls in love with a woman named Vivian Liberto and she ends up being his first wife. So they meet in 1951 and it's before he gets shipped off and it's mm-hmm. so cute. They meet at a roller rink and they Aww. fall in love. <laughs> okay. That's like the m- listeners. That is like the most Ellen fucking meet cute ever. Isn't that like the cutest thing you've ever heard? It's pretty cute. Wink and they fall in love and they just <laughs> on the mouth. I Absolutely. all I can I I can't roller the last time I went roller skating like the first and only time I like got like the wind knocked out of me which was oh, like no. the fucking I was like eight it's fine but I have never wanted to put lace my fucking skates up ever not that I own them but still I don't even know it's. It's an activity that's not meant for me. I would meet someone at a fucking bowling bowling alley. That'd be great. But I like love that. Well, we had in college, we had um, some dances, like each dorm mm-hmm. would have like a themed dance. And yeah. one of them was the disco roll. And so everyone would dress up in 70s <laughs> outfits and we'd all go to this roller rink and we'd all skate. I always forget how fucking tiny Notre Dame is. <laughs> I mean, you like had to be, it was one of the boys dorms that hosted it. So you had to be invited, but like my friends, like one of my like friend groups was with all these boys in that dorm. Oh my Um, God. Yeah. Which honestly so unsafe. Like you have all of these 20 year olds who are incapacitated out there roller skating. I'm like, this is a terrible idea. But anyway, oh yeah, they meet at the roller rink. So he's, and he's like, when they meet, he's, like, about to get shipped off, basically. But then, mm-hmm. like, to go to Germany to be in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, it's going to happen. But they end up exchanging, like, a ton of letters while he's mm-hmm. And oh, so cute. Again, I'm like, oh, my God, Johnny Cash. Adorable. I do love that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had this picture of him of being, like, very, like, grumpy and, like, 
aggressive and like always wears black and is like because he and, is kind of that guy right but then like he's but, like, doing things like meeting like ladies at roller rinks and sending them like copious amounts of love letters i'm like <laughs> i think honestly the more that i learned like do research in this podcast and like in general it's like if he wanted to he would yeah or even if she went yeah like j- you can be I love me a gruff and whatever me who's dating a literal no, he's not a golden retriever. He's like an Australian shepherd. No, they're high maintenance. I don't know. My <laughs> partner is very sunny and lovely and he's not at all like gruff Johnny Cash. However, being like a gruff and grumpy person is like zero excuse for not giving you like all of the attention you deserve. Right. Um, so like that doesn't surprise me that he's he feels a lot of feels. It's what I'm gonna get from him. Like he's not necessarily yeah. a dark person, but I think that's definitely right. He covers a Nine Inch Nails song like a, a decade ago, and it's so good. <laughs> like it, like I will, you know. Okay, well, keep going. I'm not. I'm gonna just drink my wine and sit back <laughs> and do what our listeners wish I would do: is shut the fuck up. So I don't do that. So okay, so they're writing love letters. He's like professing his love for her. They're like you know across the Atlantic. It's so mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, and then he ends up returning in 1954 and mm-hmm. they get married mm-hmm. <laughs> and they go on to have four children together named Roseanne, Kathy, Cindy, and Tara. Like such, the names just felt like so iconic. <laughs> I love Roseanne and I love Tara. Kathy and Cindy got fucking like basic bitch like granted it was the 50s so it was fine but like right I love Tara in general as a name so it's they're cute so yeah. he and um Vivian they end up moving to Memphis once he gets back um and there he starts to sell appliances he's just like a regular old dude he's like not mm-hmm. really doing anything musically and it is Johnny Cash's brother named Roy who ends up like first introducing him to who will later become his bandmates so he had his guitarist named luther perkins and oh i guess they're both guitarists sorry there's luther perkins and marshall grant and they go on to be his backup players as the tennessee two um and that's where he like first gets his start as like in the music world they sound like fucking ride or die bitches like luther perkins and marshall grant like i christ like yeah the tennis yeah no i want them on my fucking side like they are just (laughs) they're just like even if they are the betas in the trio because somebody has to be the somebody there's always gonna be a front man but like they sound fucking great yes so Mm -hmm. these guys start like playing together and then Mm -hmm. eventually um cash he like has written some original songs and he goes to play well first he meets phillips who's the guy that like ends up branding him as johnny cash instead of just john and he plays that guy this is in 1955 he ends up playing him his original song called hey porter and phillips is like hey that's like pretty good but i'm going to need you to write a sad song that we can pair with it so it's like a happy song in Hey Porter and then like uh the sad uh-huh. song that he ends up writing is called Cry Cry Cry. However, I listen to them both and like they I enjoy both of them, 
but mm-hmm. like cry 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 like the the music of it like it's not it doesn't feel like a sad song it's the same like johnny cash sounding like yeah my grandpa like johnny cash and like i hate the phrase like they don't make them like that anymore but also like they don't really make the greatest generation anymore all that's left is this their spawn the boomers are everywhere spawn. and like and i'm sorry no i'm not sorry boomers most of you kind of suck like if you gave us participation trophies you did that your parents did all these awesome things and then they made too many of you and then you know they made it too easy for you <laughs> you don't want to hear that but it's true but regardless <laughs> like that class of man that johnny cash was like just like that working man who like had his like yeah putting the time he went to war he won the thing he, like it's not the same as like a blue collar guy now right like and mm. mm. like there, there's just like a weird difference there right because like i don't even know but like there isn't that that like generation and type of guy isn't really here anymore but like i, I don't do even you think yeah do you think that a portion of that is just like nostalgia where we're like oh like it had to have been better but like Oh, I don't think it's better necessarily. I'm just saying like that very distinct culture because like you hear Johnny Cash and it was like, I was going to say that it's like, I was trying to think of like, because my brain initially wanted to call it the working man's uh, Britney Spears. Like it's like, it was just like bop after bop. Like, but then I was like, wait, it's not like super descriptive because like, it's this, you know, I'm talking about like, it's this weird like capsule in time, this one group of basically men, mm-hmm. this one group of men who he kind of represented. And obviously, you know, he's, you know, timeless and basically he's famous today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, no, he, his sound is so distinctive and his voice is very distinct. That's why I thought Britney, yeah. but again, like it's a specific kind, just like, you know, it's a Britney song versus like a Katy Perry song. Like, he has a style. He's a sound, a signature. Yeah. Makes me what I'm saying. Yeah. He writes, he writes Hey Porter. They ask him, like, hey, give us like basically like a complimentary song. So he's like, okay, fine. I'll see what I can do. So he goes home. He writes Cry, Cry, Cry in 15 minutes, apparently. And then yeah. both songs are recorded in May and then um, released together. And that is like the the real like you know, big bang moment of where his, his career starts to take off. And I would say, like, I listened to, I listened to most of the songs that I call out in this episode and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, these are bangers. I might have started my own like <laughs> music uh, chapter for myself. <laughs> so this is his first like real thing. Like he doesn't grow up with it. Like June Carter mm-hmm. does. It's not like yeah. in his family or in his like tradition. I don't know how he first like played guitar or started to write songs. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But it was, it is definitely not the same path that June took, who almost was like born into this like sure. dynasty of, of musicians. He's mm-hmm. more like paving the way yeah, for himself there. So he releases his music in 1955. And then um, by the time we get to 1956, uh Johnny Cash ends up making his debut at the Grand Ole Opry mm-hmm. so he had wait quick he- question so at this point 
has does June like already have an established career? Like, does he like kind of get into music after she's like making it in music? Like, she's already yeah. in Scott. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So June is like she's super making it. She at this yeah, okay. time is touring with Elvis. Um, she like That's what I thought. performs okay. with him. So mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, quite established. And he mm-hmm. is like, he's like an up and comer. So he, at this point has yeah. just released walk the line, which is one of his go. most famous yeah. songs. Um, mm-hmm. and it's considered like one of the first like crossover hits. So it was yeah. like pop country crossover. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what kind of like gets him to get to be to the Grand Ole Opry. And so he ends up meeting Carl or Carl Smith, who is June Carter's husband introduces Johnny Cash, like, at the Grand Old Opry like event, and then okay, June wait a second. And Johnny, I'm so-, I'm so sorry. I clearly have been like off the fucking rails. I thought that Johnny met June at the roller rink. Who did Johnny meet at the roller rink? If Vivian, it wasn't June? his first his wife. Vivian. His first wife is named Vivian. Okay, my brain thought Valerie June, and you. I thought you said she oh. met Valerie at the. Okay, okay, no. Vivian, Vivian, Vivian. Yes. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So he's married to Vivian. Now they have four kids. Okay. And then, yes. And then June June is married married to Carl Smith. Carl Smith. Okay. And then June and Carl have kids. Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay. This is making so much more sense. And I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So then they meet Mm -hmm. backstage and at this point, so they have like this weird connection with Elvis, right? So June Mm -hmm. is, she is touring with Elvis they both are in Memphis and like on the Southern music scene um, and they mm-hmm. tour together quite a bit. And like, it's mm-hmm. reported that their families are supposedly like distantly related. That? Yeah. So, but like the Carters, like the whole family was like friends with Elvis. Um, so mother Maybell, who is June's mom, she yeah. would sew buttons back onto Elvis's shirts after they popped uh-huh. off during his, and this is a quote, wild gyrations on stage. I was just going to say, was it during the wiggly dance thing? Yes. Okay. Also, I haven't watched the new Elvis movie. Have you? I have not. I have not. I've heard like, it's like going to be like, basically Austin Butler is now going to be like a star. Like he was like oh. already in show, but like, Lovely. Yeah, like, I mean, he fucking went, I haven't seen it, but apparently he fucking, it's like a, all I, all I can say is I don't, like, I'm super stoked for him, but at the same time, the pressure, everyone's, like, watching him now, because, like, his next project has to be, like, a slam fucking dunk, otherwise, he's gonna be, like, a one-roll wonder. Right, right, right. He, yeah. um, I went through, like, a, like, an intense Elvis phase as a child, like, I was obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> was it after Lilo and Stitch um no I don't know why but I um you know like had like all of his CDs. yeah I like my parents would get me like Valentine's candy and they would get me one with like Elvis on the box oh my god um I was Elvis for Halloween one year um <laughs> yes. I like had a guitar and like a jumpsuit and everything it was yeah phenomenal yeah, I was like strangely obsessed with Elvis. I don't know why. So I'm like, I feel like Ellen was caught in a trap movie. and she couldn't get out. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, so June and Elvis are touring together. 
And um, that's where June first starts to hear about Johnny Cash because Elvis was a big fan of Johnny Cash. And so like whenever, when they were on the road, like he would play Johnny Cash. He would um, like when they'd go to like uh, stop and get dinner and stuff, he would always like play Johnny Cash on the jukebox. And like, so June knows like through Elvis who Johnny Mm -hmm. Cash is. Yeah. Um, Okay. And Elvis apparently would, play Johnny's song cry 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 as he tuned his guitar before all of his performances cool which I was like oh so cool what a crossover and then there is some speculation though that like June and Elvis had an affair or like we're we're banging okay so part of me actually probably thinks that isn't true just because well only because only only like Anybody else, I would say probably, but so after this, this is truly where my mind goes. So I like, everyone's like, oh, she took one abnormal psych class and she thought she was an expert on serial killers. And I'm like, so I never actually took abnormal psych. However, um, when the movie came out, I was like, oh, Priscilla, whatever, all these different things. I was trying to figure out like who the different like Presley women were. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I learned, you know, after the fact that like he stopped having sex with Priscilla after she got pregnant. So he was obsessed with virginity and he thought motherhood was sacred. So if June already had kids, I guarantee that he would not have wanted to have sex with her. I don't know. I don't think I agree. So June has, she ends up having a son like later and we haven't like gotten to John yet, but he ends up writing a like a biography tell all about mm-hmm. his mom. And this was a quote from it. It said, though mom always maintained that she never had an affair with Elvis, Carl, her first husband, uh, believed mm-hmm. differently and perhaps for good reason. After Carl moved out of their Madison home, mom would sometimes let Elvis stay in the house to rest, air quotes, after a tour. Mm-hmm. So he would like live with them. And then he also has another quote that said, throughout my life, I would see mom get a mischievous twinkle in her eye whenever you mentioned Elvis Presley. Her eyes would flash merrily. She would say, you know, son, your father, Johnny Cash, was always jealous of Elvis. And then the last quote he had is, she even told me once that she sometimes wondered what would have happened if she had fallen in love with Elvis. And I'm like, see, maybe, I don't, again, I think, I could be totally wrong, but I like went deep down that fucking rabbit hole. He maybe just did go to their house to fucking like sleep it off and like chill and like. I mean, then you also have June, but it's possible. But then, well, like here's the thing though: like June is probably not reading in too much, and she's just thinking like in another life where he wasn't like consumed by all mm-hmm. this. It maybe could have been a thing, but at the same time, because just like what would have happened if she had like. I feel right? like they're on the road. They're like on these long tour bus journeys. <laughs> There's not much else to do than flirt with your coworkers, and so you know maybe they don't bang, but maybe they just have like a little like healthy banter. I don't know. I like I to think like that it. she was banging Elvis. <laughs> I love. I love it. <laughs> Every HR person ever is like, oh my God, Ellen. I'm sure that Elvis had a really great HR team going on. So, okay. So whether or not she's banging Elvis, she is married at the time. 
Um, so like, like you're saying, like maybe not. And, and maybe like the motherhood thing is, is like a no go for him, but uh-huh. we then flash to, um, they meet June and Johnny are now meeting backstage at the Grand Ole Opry. And mm-hmm. apparently he says to her, I've always wanted to meet you because he had grown up listening to June perform with her family. Cause like okay. the Carters were a big deal. And like now June is touring with Elvis. So he's like actually a big fan of hers, which I think is so Yeah. I kind of love that. Right. And then June. They're like who Spice was like, Girls. What? Oh, since we're like Spice Girls because oh. um, David Beckham met Victoria um, Beckham in like a, well, she, I guess she met him. This, this is when he was like a rookie on, I think it was Manchester or I forget. I, mm-hmm. Oh my God. All the. British people are going to fucking massacre me, but whatever football team he first started on spice girls were like in like a publicity box or something. And like, they came up and she was already famous and like, he wasn't. And like, he was like, I'm such a big fan. And she's like, yeah, I bet you fucking are. And like, she like ignored him. That it was amazing. I know. So when they meet June, who's like, she's very charismatic. She like performs for everybody. Right. She's apparently Mm -hmm. was like, yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't know what to say. Like, I was kind of, mm-hmm. like, stumbling cool. over my words. And she said, I feel like I know you already. Which, like, is kind of cute. Like, I think she meant it more in, like, oh, like, I've heard all about you. Or, like, you know, I've listened yeah. to your songs. Yeah. It's cute to think about, like, I feel like I already know you. Knowing that they, like, end up falling in love. See, my brain went to Lover by Taylor Swift. Have I known you 20 seconds or 20 years? Like, mm-hmm. that fucking... Lover fucking gets me. I cannot. <laughs> she also says, I can't remember anything else we talked about except his eyes. Um, yeah, she said those black eyes that shone like agates. He had a command of his performance that I never had before. Um, just a guitar and a bass and a gentle kind of presence that made not only me, but the whole audience become his followers. <laughs> okay, uh, that's like one of the most wholesome first impressions ever. Right. Because I love when it could be sexual or non-sexual. Like, clearly she has an emotional investment. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's not. And, like, I'm not. I'm all for, like, damn, he was fine. But everything she's saying is, like, pretty fucking, like, again, like, wholesome. Right. And more like, like him, his him as a person. Yeah. yeah. I love I that. So after they meet, um, it's not, like they meet in what 1956 in the early Mm -hmm. 60s they start to tour together um Mm -hmm. so June kind of like goes along and they do some duets she does like some backup work um she also is like uh works as like kind of like an MC, like the entertainer throughout like the show um and that's when they start to like really get like Mm -hmm. to to know each other they both still are married at the time though um so june is spicy what it's spicy spicy and like at this Mm -hmm. time it's like who know i don't know if they're like i mean i'm not judging them one bit because like obviously if you're friends with somebody you're gonna have like deeper feelings but in general like first off yes it's always shitty when there's kids involved there's no kids involved. Do whatever the fuck you want. Like, go ahead and leave that blazing trail behind you. Have your besties in tow and then sit the fuck with them. Right. Right. Just live your life. Like, try to be a good person, but also like follow your little heart. However, 
kids, different story. Same time though, in general, I try to be pretty empathetic towards. Right. I think that's excellent advice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So June ends up divorcing Carl Smith at some point and it's mostly due to like pressures of the road like they both are physicians they're both like gone a lot so they get divorced but then she gets like married amicable it's her and carl it's like fine yeah they're like it like there's no like big like custody battles right right and like like, they do have kids together and yeah it's amicable yeah 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 so but then she goes on to marry another man named edwin uh Nix and he is a police officer apparently he's a formal football player and race car driver as well so I'm like this man is just sampling every job he can find and <laughs> yeah yeah okay the, the literally the first thing that pops into my head is like oh sounds like the resume of a budding serial killer because I can't <laughs> find a career that they want but then I'm also thinking oh fuck that's probably what my resume would look like like conversely so, so many jobs serial killer yeah. <laughs> so they end up going on to have a daughter as well her name is Rosie and she also goes on to become a musician so that's June's yeah, Jean- second child, but those Carter jeans be strong. Right, they are strong. Mm-hmm. So they are married for a while. They're married for eight years. They dated for like a year before they got married. They so at this point, like June and Johnny are like getting closer, closer. They both are married, but they both end up um getting divorced in like around the same time so 1966 and 1967 is when both of the couples divorce so what do we why do they each get divorced or you're gonna gonna tell me that well it's due to so here's here's part of it um so there's so june like talks about a couple times that like like she was very aware that like they both were married and this was like not something that she sh- like should be doing. Oh, like, they, t- do. the, they were doing it before they got divorced. Well, they're like, she didn't say they were like, like doing the, the, it. Um, they, she, the flirtation ship started yeah, before. Like there were feelings okay. there. Yeah. Um, and she was like, one, like both of us are married and like are committed to like Johnny Cash is struggling a lot with, drugs and alcohol and just like addiction Mm -hmm. in general so like he's has some complicated things going on in his life and she's like this is really not like an opportune time for like us to be like falling in love so she did an interview with rolling stone and she said i never talked much about how i fell in love with john it was not a convenient time for me to fall in love with him and it wasn't a convenient time for him to fall in love with me I was frightened of his way of life. I thought I can't fall in love with this man, but it's just like a ring of fire. And so that is what inspired her to write the song Ring of Fire. Which she is, wrote it? She wrote it. Yeah. Ah. Card, June Carter. And then there's uh, another like co-author. Um, Meryl Kilgore is like the, the other author on that. So did she write it and then like Johnny for him to perform or did she like write it and do it and he covered it? She so she wrote it and it actually was originally released by um her sister Anita before Johnny Cash records it. 
Um, okay. So I listened to I listened to her sister's version, and it's very good. It it is like hmm. like the style, like we said, of Johnny Cash is so like um, mm-hmm. distinct that like it was like oh like this is wild. Like they are very different, even though it's like the same song, like just the sound is yeah. different. Yeah, but she wrote that song about falling in love with with Johnny Cash because she was like this is not good. Like I shouldn't be. Okay. I kind of want to listen to it. Can we like take a beat or listen to it and come back? Yeah. I need to hear it. Okay. So dare I say it, but I think her version's better actually. It's good. Well, just in a, it's like listeners, if you haven't heard the song, or if you're like me and you hadn't really thought, because like the Johnny Cash songs, like if you really listen to them, like Ellen was saying before, like they all they all kind of sound the same in terms of like the vibe. They're kind of like da 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 yeah. in like a good way. But like the especially when they're on a happy song, it's like fuck that's dark because it's like happy, like but I'm dying inside, right? Right. Well, that's how I felt about like even cry cry cry. That's supposed to be like, yeah. a bad one. I'm like. Yeah, I don't really feel that sad. No, but like Anita's version is just like it's can it's like kind of a sad. It's like almost like a melancholy song and like mm-hmm. bittersweet. Like, well, she she's just like like June saying it's like June didn't want to fall in love with Johnny. Mm-mm. She did, but she's like I fell in this fucking ring of fire, and then I got there and like I couldn't fucking get out, and here I am. And she's not like. And it's like really haunting and that like, it's not, there's no caveat. There's no apology there. Like it doesn't say, but it's good. It doesn't say, but it's worth it. It's just like, this is where I fucking am. This right. is what happened this to is me. It. Like, that's like, she's owning her shit. Yeah. And like, yeah, like that's. I know. I, I Throughout think this whole lot- thing, I really love June Carter. I was like, she's great. At this point, we talked about a little bit that Johnny Carter has like a complicated life. So he's like, I mean, Johnny Cash. Yeah. So like his marriage at like this point with Vivian has like started to crumble because he's gone a lot. He's like, you know, not faithful. He has a real problem with addiction um and he starts to like just like not show up for concerts or like scheduled appearances and things like that like he's like kind of starting to spiral a little bit um he's in a ring of fire yeah and he ends up getting higher he gets arrested seven times like now throughout his life and like kind of starting in this period um he never like really spends much time in jail because he's like Johnny Cash and can <laughs> weasel, weasel yeah. his way out of it but um he a lot of those times it's for things like you know he's really drunk and he's like disorderly, disorderly. And, you know needs to be in like a drunk tank and, yeah but other times it's like more serious so one time he crosses um the border with Mexico and come like tries to then enter the U.S. again with a thousand amphetamine tablets in his possession that were not legal and he gets arrested then um what year is this again like when this is happening 1965 i'm not saying it's fine 
Well, first of all, drug-related offenses, like whatever. And also to mm-hmm. be fucking honest, like he's probably not selling them, probably just a problem. Right. Um, but I mean, speed would have just become illegal like pretty recently mm. in the US. So like that. Yeah. He also has a couple other um like biggish things with the law. He ends up setting fire to Los Padres National Forest in California. Um, I heard that when I was there. His camper sets, his camper like catches on fire. Yes. And then it ends up burning down hundreds of acres Mm -hmm. of the forest. It's, it kills like a bunch of the endangered trees in the area. Um, And like, you know, not with intention, but just like the fact that that happened. And so he gets sued by the federal government. And he's the first person to be sued for a forest fire ever. So fun mm-hmm. little tip that in there. I learned that in, the, in eighth grade earth science. Shout out to you, Mrs. Byring. Wow. Um, Mrs. Byring was the first person that I knew with fake boobs nice. um, in the best way. Yeah. They were like a birthday present from her husband. And then when I was in that national forest, when I lived in California for my co-op in college, I made like a joke at like one of the grocery stores, like, you know, like in like a national park, there's like those couple grocery stores. Yeah. But like, it's mild price gouging, but at the same time, you have to like, think to yourself, like, mm, they're living on tourist season. And also like, but yeah, anyway, I made like a joke to some comments about like, well, just don't pull a fucking Johnny Cash. And they're like, what? And I shit you not, a literal fucking park ranger pokes his head out. And she's like, I thought they were going to be mad at me. And then no, they used it as a fucking teaching moment. Johnny Cash was irresponsible with fire and this happened and this happened and this happened. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like you're too old to think you're hot, but like also like want to be buzzed. That's that's incredible. Yeah. Um, Shout out to you. Park Ranger question. Park Ranger. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So Johnny Cash runs down the forest. He's having a moment. So yes. he's, yeah, he's having his moments. He's really struggling with addiction. Um, and Carter apparently also has, is dealing with some bouts of addiction, but um, Johnny Cash credits June with helping him like get out of his addiction and like some of his like spiraling. So he like has a dream where she like, I don't know, like welcomes him in from like the forest. That is such yeah. a mediocre white man trope. Oh my God. And, and she in whatever. So June yeah. like does, she does a lot of great things for him, but yeah. I don't know about that part. It, but, um, I was intrigued about his, like, I've always heard about um, like Folsom Prison. It's like one of his songs. And I was like, okay, like where is that fitting into here? But so like Mm -hmm. he never actually like went to prison, right? Like he went to jail uh, a couple of times, but like not really. Did you say prison? Did I? I think so. And I I love it. He never actually went to prison. To to prison. Um, Prison. But apparently he like- felt like he connected with like uh, maybe what you were saying like like the working man yeah he like identified there and he felt like he was like the champion of like the working man he is like popular in prisons I think in part because he like they feel like he represents him Mm -hmm. and he apparently does like a lot of corresponding with 
his fans that are inmates. So like, oh okay, yeah, so like, not okay. Like they write him fan mail and he responds. It's kind of okay, so he is kind of the everyman, right? Was he uh, like? Do you know if he did anything about like prison reform or was he like an he advocate? Did, actually, he did. He was okay, like cool. a, a strong advocate for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like modern day slavery cool. is prison. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's okay. Yeah. I, I love that. Okay. Yeah. Not only did he walk the line, he walked the walk. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. All and right. So he has the song, like the song that made me like be like, I need to look into the prison stuff. It's called Folsom Prison Blues. And he, he wrote I it. I was just a baby. My mama told me, son, always be a good boy. Yes. Don't you ever play with guns. But I shot him in arena just to watch him die. Exactly. And he, so he writes that song and it's based on a film, actually, not like on okay. his, like real life, but it was a so film he didn't called shoot Inside someone in Reno just to watch him die. Person. What? So he didn't just shoot someone in Reno to watch right, him die. Right. That gives me comfort that he did not well, do that. And he said that like that what? particular line he was trying to think of like what's the most like ridiculous like reason to kill someone and that was what he is that that ridiculous that according to johnny cash he's like that's like the most like like senseless silly i I think that's really good that he thought that yeah whereas i think that a lot of people who do end up becoming murderers like not like self-defense not like you know soldiers you know like whatever like, I think a lot of it is morbid curiosity. Well, but that still feels like senseless to me. Like, I agree with you. That probably is like a big motivator, but it's not like that feels like s- there's no reason. It's hard for I don't, people that aren't, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Oh, yeah. I'm balanced for to sure. understand like why you would need to satisfy that curiosity. Is he just like trying to like, like go completely the in the line and be like. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not like, oh, he like stole my lady or like, you know, something that you could be like, okay, I get it. Like, I don't agree with it, but I get it. Okay. So he's just talking about like, so he's trying to get to the bottom of the barrel to scoop everybody up. That's what you're, okay. I can see it. I guess. Well, okay. So when the song comes out, like it does have that, that, uh, line of, you know, shot a man. Yeah. And apparently like it was right around the time when jfk was shot and so Ray yeah. didn't want to play it because they i mean were like, uh no and so his studio ends up like making like an edited version basically and johnny cash was like no like you just need to play it the way it's supposed to be i don't know what they the edited, edited version to. say i don't know I okay don't know. yeah but that was like something i read that like that radio is kind of like what you were saying. We're being like a yeah. little sensitive about it. But yeah. anyway, so Johnny Cash played at Folsom Prison for the first time in 1966. And there was like a local preacher that suggested that he go and do it. They were like kind of buddies. And he was like, I think the prisoners would really like it. So he goes and he like has a great time. The prisoners are like a big fan of his. Like obviously they're mm-hmm. getting like a concert. Um, yeah. And then two years later, like his career is kind of on the rocks, kind of like what we talked about with like, okay, he's not showing up to things like his career is not he's not like the shooting, yeah, tiny, beautiful star that he was. So he needs something like 
some catalyst to like get him going and it he decide or like he convinces his record company like let's record an album live in the prison and like that'll mm-hmm. be the thing yes and so that's what that's where we get um his mm-hmm. album the like mm-hmm. from Folsom prison yeah from it's isn't it like songs from Folsom prison or something yeah yeah and yeah. so it, it is recorded like live he's playing to all these prisoners mm-hmm. um and he like tailored the set list to them and included a couple of like there's this one song called Greystone Chapel that a mm-hmm. prisoner at Folsom Prison wrote, or like they wrote it when they were Ooh, a prisoner. And I like it. It came out and like Ben recorded it. And he okay. includes that on his set list. There was like a cute little story where him, he like during one of his songs, I don't know, there's some like banter with him and the um some of the prisoners, and they're like kind of like you know giving each other little cheeky responses and then at one point the one of the prisoners says like oh hell or something like that like <laughs> still pretty wholesome and Johnny Cash was like so actually like we're recording this as a record for Columbia so like you can't actually swear oh my god it's so it's cute on the album oh my god <laughs> it also like He's married to June at this point. So like they're married right now. He is not quite married to June at this point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's um yeah, not. But mm-hmm. the like prison stuff, they I don't know, seemed like kind of I don't know if cute is the right word, but like all the prisoners are like sitting watching him and like there's like guards obviously like watching and yeah. they were like telling them like you can't get too like rowdy or too rambunctious obviously like trying to keep the peace and so human about it what as I've seen like footage and there's something very like human about the whole experience yeah well and it starts off like the prisoners are kind of like worried to get like too Mm -hmm. rowdy and then like as it goes on they start to be like yeah like this is great I know it was cool so he actually does a couple he does another album recording in a prison it's um at san quentin and ooh, uh, that's fucking ballsy yeah right and like those kind of like again like propel him back into like the spotlight so it was actually like an excellent publicity stunt yeah okay so he does the Folsom prison january 13th 1968 and then we start to get like right into when they he marries June Carter. So mm-hmm. 1968, they end up eventually getting married. He proposes to June on stage in front of a crowd of like 7,000 people. Oh, I would hate that. Yeah, I know me too. And mm-hmm. she, he had proposed to her like a couple times before. And she'd always said no before this. Oh, God. Yeah. And then he eventually like, proposes to her on stage where she's finally she like. She's fucking entrapment. Right. Right. She's finally like, fine. Okay. I'll marry you. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, like, he I love proposed seven times yeah. before that. And then finally, like on stage in front of people. So, so why did she say no? because of her ring of fire song like that's like all those emotions all of that and like he's going he's like has yeah he's going through addiction issues and 
um, things like that. But once she finally mm-hmm. says yes, they get married a few weeks later. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like they were in love. It was just like probably not the she was feeling like not the time. Um, yeah, they go on to be married for thirty five years together, and Aww. like so cute, right? So they both have had past marriages, um, but like then this is their last one, and and they both like live out mm-hmm. their lives together, which is so yeah. Sweet. Um, mm-hmm. they continue to sing together. They have, um, some shared Grammy awards and they have a TV show that they host together, which is very cute. They do. Yeah. It was called the Johnny Cash TV variety show, or it was called okay. the Johnny Cash show. And it was a TV variety show and it aired between 1969 and 1971. So a couple of years. And they have one child together named John Carter Cash. We talked about him a little that's a, bit. He's that's the like one a that, cool name. Yeah, right? He's the one that wrote like the biography and was like, I think my mom sure. might have been Bone and Elvis. Okay, there's not a fucking, no. There's no way that he, <laughs> he's, no, 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 that, that's fine. Like maybe she was. However, he was way too young to actually get any of that juice on it. Because again, maybe she well, was just like playing that shit up because it's funny. That's fair. I mean, that's fair, right? Like, what's gonna sell a book? Like, his mom hasn't been voting on this fair for a right? long time. Like, yeah. yeah, no, for sure. So, but John Carter Cash is also a musician and producer. So, out of June's three children, all three of them are musicians mm-hmm. in some some way, which is lovely. Um, so the two are married. For the rest of their lives. He's um, young. Who, John? I don't know why I thought. I don't know why. Yeah, he's only 52. That's John really Carter Cash. Young. I Googled him. Yeah. Well, born in 1970. He was, yeah, born in 1970. The... He looks so much like his dad. Oh, really? He's like a, well, he's like Johnny Cash with June's coloring. That sounds kind of cute, actually. It's actually very cute. It's like Johnny Cash. But summer edition. Summer. It's summer. Um, it really is. So if you remember from the beginning, like Johnny Cash like wrote those like lovely love letters to his past wife. Um, and he like and he's a musician. I guess like I shouldn't be surprised, but he like writes some like very like lovely things to um June Carter. So I have like an excerpt here that he writes, he like wrote to her when she was like for her birthday. Um, He said, Mm -hmm. you still fascinate and inspire me. You influence me for the better. You're the object of my desire. The number one earthly reason for my existence. We got old and we got used to each other. We think alike. We read each other's minds. We know what the other one wants without asking. Sometimes we irritate each other a little bit. Maybe sometimes we take each other for granted. But once in a while, like today, I meditate on it and realize how lucky I am to share my life with the greatest woman I ever met. know oh my god I know I he also there's like people have asked him before like what is your what is your picture of heaven or or I think it was like what is your picture of paradise and he was like this morning when I was drinking coffee with her like talking about okay fucking stop I know I'm like oh Oh my god see that's the worst part because like I the only reason that I hate shit like that is because like the 
once you've got that, like you're peaking, like that shit and that shit doesn't diminish. It just goes away. It goes away. And like, you have to, you gotta be kind of fucking fearless to go all in for that. You gotta risk it for the biscuit. And like, but yeah, June went through the ring of fucking fire to get there. But like, oh my God, the morning coffee is just, it was that for whatever reason, just fucking has my heart by the entrails. Like it's just (laughs) squeezing my insides. So they like, they, you know, they're living together for 35 years. They're happy and in love. And it, it just feels like, like we said, like there is a journey to get there. There are a lot of like past spouses and, and children in the way, but it somehow felt like very complete like getting to the end of this where like they finally get to like be together and like it almost felt I don't know how much I feel of like fate and like stuff like that but it it feels like they their paths were like meant to cross and they did and I don't know they did they like don't go apart and I just love it (laughs) I mean again like I feel like the number of times that I reference sex in the city, uh, actually, no, I don't think I've ever referenced sex in the city on the show. And my, well, Ellen knows in real life, I reference sex in the city <laughs> all of the time. But, and like before we start recording, I referenced it. But I mean, I feel like I always think of fucking Harry and Charlotte. Like, granted, we didn't see Harry's first marriage, mm. but like, you know, Charlotte first dated a bunch of, well, they all date a bunch of guys. It's kind of the whole point of the show, but like, she was married to Trey and it was just like, you know, perfect on paper, but also like it was a fucking shit show. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like all the shit, then she married Harry and he was like the one, nothing flashy. Like she didn't like, any, if you watch the show, like she didn't really want to marry Harry in general. Like he wasn't who she wanted to like date on paper at I, all. It was meant to be. But then like, yeah, but then, but then it's just like, yeah. I mean like, she, and then again, like she's talking, they're like, you're happy every day. And she's like, well, yeah not all day every day but every day like she's that's to me like with Johnny and June like I mean they're just happy like they've gone through their own shit you know this is June's third marriage Johnny's second it's just like they find sometimes you have to I obviously I'm not like you know old school like oh he's a divorcee or divorcee although I will say that the, the divorcee is kind of like a little glamorous but like I don't know. I think people for the most part on their second marriages in general are like much more uh like you know they've grown up more than their first time. Yeah, they know what they want. Like yeah. Ideally you just have the one marriage, but if you don't, then the second one is almost always gonna be more solid than the first. Yeah. So to end it on like not like so great, like of a note but they end up passing away four months apart um that's not cute but it's also cute (laughs) i know carter um dies in may of 2003 and she dies of like heart condition heart failure and then johnny cash dies that september and he dies of complications with diabetes yeah they cut like they okay in my in my little head all i can think of is like she was probably reminding him to not eat dumb shit and to take his insulin and she wasn't there no it's just like women that or men that are married to women like live longer because of stuff like that 
Oh, it was absolutely. It's true. Like women die of like more intense things if they do. And like men will die of like complications from shit because they don't take care of their base conditions. Yeah. Like men need someone to prod them. It's actually to think women who are single live longer and men who are married live longer, which I think it's is like, really funny. Men are the, so they are, you know, country uh, royalty. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. I, I used yeah. a couple of sources for this one. Um, I read a town and country article called The Love Story of Johnny Cash and June Carter. I read an Express article called Elvis and June Carter. Her son suspected they had an affair. Johnny Cash. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Couldn't lead with my sources, so you'd know. And then That's fair. Uh, the That's last main one I used was called Johnny Cash Performs at Folsom Prison History. An article. <laughs> Honestly, this one, I was really jazzed to do. I was... Uh, just I enjoyed the music like component to be my inspiration for sure writing my notes so it was worth it I'm really glad that you did this one and not me because you made this incredibly wholesome and it was incredibly wholesome whereas like if it was me I definitely definitely would have had like a different flavor to it and I think see I think that would be fascinating someday to like see or like in an alternate universe like what like true what, episodes done okay. by either of us okay maybe listeners maybe someday down the line like years from now we'll do like a thing where it's tradesies like we will each pick one of each other's episodes from way back when to like re-research redo. and like redo that would be that would be fun that would okay. be really fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think the moral of the story is I don't know what follow your heart be good at cowbell (laughs) add more cowbell if you're gonna do drugs get it I was gonna say if you're gonna do drugs get a prescription but as we know that does not always work out well in the U.S. because no but yeah big farm but like get arrested crossing the border with them yeah um okay here we go uh add more cowbell advocate for prison reform and fall in love with the love of your life um and love them hard that's i think what we've learned here yeah. mm-hmm. that's excellent <laughs> i know they're so cute listeners thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of hot Goss history i hope uh you enjoyed our trip down country legend love life <laughs> country road take me home i need to stop singing i always sing like bad on purpose because i can sing but i'm always worried if i do sing then people are going to judge me but they can't judge me if i sing bad on purpose <laughs> but yeah well, you like to sing or you listen to some of johnny cash's songs and you're like want to let us know what you think about them send us a message send us a dm on instagram at hawkgrass history or send us an email at hawkgrass history at gmail.com you can find us on instagram just like ellen said at hawkgrass history i promise promise that i'm gonna get that updated asap <laughs> in line with this episode thank you so so much to pat and alex from the side of paradise not from the ring of fire for our music 
from this week and every week. And as always, stay juicy. juicy. <laughs> <laughs>